It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, September 20th, 2016. We have 18 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory for rough conditions on the Columbia River bar this morning. And today we're going to talk about some of the unseen skills that keep ships safe at sea and on the waterfront as they glide by. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have six inbounders, we have six in the Astoria anchorage, and we have six outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the ATB Dublin Sea. She's an articulated tug and barge rig arriving from Anacortes, Washington, headed for Portland. She has petroleum in her barge. She'll pass Astoria around 3 a.m. and arrive in Portland around 9 a.m. The Global Aglaya is arriving from Mexico, headed for Vancouver. I think her cargo will be bentonite clay. She'll be passing Astoria around 7.30 a.m., arriving in Vancouver around 1.30 this afternoon. And we have the Gebe Oldendorf arriving from China, headed for the Astoria Anchorage. She'll be there until about, she'll arrive there at about 9.30 a.m., and she'll be there until about 3 p.m. when she will head up to Longview to pick up wheat. Then we have the Crown Princess. She's a a cruise ship arriving at the uh, Port of Astoria, arriving from Vancouver, British Columbia. She'll arrive there around 9.30, 10 a.m. today, and we will have cruise ship visitors in town. The Argent Daisy is arriving from Los Angeles, headed for Kalama. She is, um, I believe her cargo is caustic soda, and she will pass Astoria around 12.30 p.m., arriving in Kalama around 6.30 p.m. The Global Endeavor is arriving from Mexico, headed for Longview to pick up logs. She'll pass Astoria around 1 p.m. and arrive in Longview probably around 4.30 this afternoon. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have some ships departing to head up river today. The New Boundaries headed for Portland to pick up wheat, leaving around 6 a.m. from the Anchorage, arriving in Portland around noon. The ABY Virginia is headed for Vancouver from the Anchorage, also to pick up wheat. She'll be leaving around 1 p.m. and uh, 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 arriving in Vancouver by about 7 p.m. The Ten Maru is headed for Kalama from the Anchorage to pick up wheat. She'll be leaving around 3 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8 p.m. Remember that word Maru that I love to talk about that is in the names of Japanese ships. It means the the beauty of a circle. It's all about the concept of a circle as a journey, being a circle of a journey, or the beauty of a ship. It's a, an affection. It's sort of a word to have in the name of your ship that implies a lot about the romance of the sea and how people feel about their vessels. Um, then we have the Jericho Beach at the port of Astoria. She will be loading logs, is loading logs there today, and the Jin Chow is in the anchorage awaiting orders. In our outbounders, we have the Queen Asia. She's a bulk carrier leaving Portland with wheat on board, leaving around 11.30 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 5.30 p.m. The Baltic Highway is heading out of Portland. She's a car carrier with Fords on board. She's headed. Those Fords are headed for Asia. She'll be leaving around 2 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8 p.m. The Argent Daisy is leaving Kalama around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 10 p.m. The Hyundai number 106, I bet you can guess what's on that car ship, is leaving Portland. Um, about 5.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11.30 p.m. The Ken Star is leaving Vancouver carrying wheat. She's a bulk carrier, leaving around 6.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday. And the Kembulk New Orleans is heading out of Vancouver. She's carrying petroleum, so she's a tanker, leaving around 6.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday. In our marine weather forecast overall, we have northwest winds 5 to 10 knots, gusting to 15 knots, wind waves from the northwest 2 feet at 4 seconds, west swells 7 feet at 11 seconds apart, and we have a chance of showers in the forecast.
On the Columbia River Bar today, we have seas temporarily building to 10 feet um, during those max ebb current periods that happen usually twice a day. We have one around 8 a.m. this morning and another one around 8.15 this evening. And uh, so overall, you can see the weather shifting into that fall weather pattern where you'll see more small craft advisory weather happening and uh, starting to get rainy, starting to get windy. It's our fall weather coming around as we come to expect at this time of year. Well, today I thought I'd talk with you about a topic I touch on from time to time on the ship report about what goes on aboard the ships you see passing by either at sea or on the estuary waterfront or on the, anywhere on the river. This occurrence, just a ship passing by, it happens so often and, and in so uneventful a way that many people really don't notice it at all. Those of us who do enjoy watching ships, well, we're unconsciously assuming that the ship will get where it's going without incident. And indeed, mishaps on the river here are rare. So today I'd like to talk a little bit about one important job on board a ship, and it's one that will make you think about how important all the other jobs are. I was reading a Maritime Trade Journal article that was talking about how important the job of watchstander is to the safe operation of a vessel. On the bridge of a ship at any given time is a person who is officially on watch as the watchstander. Their job is to serve as a lookout. They watch for other ships, for boats, for floating debris, and anything else you can see out the windows of the ship that might pose a problem for the vessel and its crew. Like many things on board ship, these jobs are important. They require people to stay on task for long periods of time, and the consequences of a mistake can be huge. As I said, mistakes are rare, at least in our maritime environment here. Most problems result in general from people in one way or another getting distracted. For most of us on land, getting distracted is pretty normal in our jobs and in our personal lives, and it does carry risks, especially, say, when driving. The people I'm referring to, though, are helping to drive a ship, and uh, people on board a ship are working pretty much for months at a time without a whole lot of, of breaks, so it's not like they really get a weekend off. They get time to sleep, of course, and time to rest, but they are pretty much working for months at a time. So let me share with you some of the issues mentioned in this article that watchstanders have contended with while they were trying to do their jobs and were not able to. These issues came to the attention of investigators after something bad happened. Now, these are human issues, all of them. These issues in these incidents involved ship collisions, however, ship groundings, and in some cases, loss of life. Um, chronic fatigue was one, people simply not getting enough sleep and still trying to work. Prescription drug use that impairs judgment, people taking prescriptions they've been given by doctors that end up impairing their ability to work. Alcohol abuse, being drunk on watch, family issues, stress. In one inst instance, the watchstander mentioned in this article was in one incident was talking on a cell phone, having an argument with a family member. Not enough training seems to be an issue um, internationally in the maritime industry. Sometimes people who are not really trained for a job end up, say, on watch. Now, these are examples of incidents that happened on ships outside U.S. waters. What keeps our ships so safe here? Why don't we hear about these things happening locally? Well, it's because most mariners overall, to be fair, take their jobs very seriously and understand the consequences. So we have, you know, good people coming into the river on these ships. We also have vigilant marine pilots and the U.S. Coast Guard on board vessels in the river here. Now, these folks are marine professionals. They're, in addition to doing their own jobs, they're assessing what they see happening on vessels and making um qualified judgments about the safety of the vessel there. So we have a high degree of professionalism on the Columbia River with regard to maritime work. 
But I think it's interesting to think about the fact that with all these ships traveling on all the oceans and waterways of the world, on each one is a crew of people with problems and issues, just like all people. And uh, we are as the public, relying on them to operate that vessel safely. It's a tribute to the professionalism of mariners that most of the time all goes well and we get to enjoy that ship passing by. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day. <laughs>